Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to The Three Count Presents, now entering the ring, Nick Sickened. What's up, guys? Ladies and gentlemen, Chaz Evans here, and let's go down the roster list. Always with me is Cliff Red Dog Miller. All right, new catchphrase. That's it. That's that's the catchphrase. That's all you got? Yeah. (laughs) I think we need to work on that. (laughs) And introducing next. He is the 14-time bare-knuckle African-American. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Middle Eastern African WCW Intercontinental Champion. His name is Chris Idol. Always happy to be here. These are some of the greatest introductions. And last but not least, he is my little brother, and the only reason he's on this show is because he's my little brother. Ladies and gentlemen, he also is known as Napster. Let's call him JJ. Um, I would like to uh, thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. And, uh, yeah, wash your hands. Terrible times. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Three Count Presents. Now entering the ring, we got Nick sticking on the line with us. What's up, Nick? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Oh, man, I'm I'm great. great. Happy to have you on the show. Everybody enjoying staying inside? No. No, I'm, I'm going crazy. Nah. <laughs> Cliff, I know. We, we, we talk a lot during the week, so I, I know you're, uh, you're caged up right now. <laughs> Yeah, neither. I don't. I can't. I can't do this. I don't like uh, these. It seems like the walls are getting closer and closer each week. Sooner or later, I'm well, going to be in a little box. Well, Cliff, you know my. You know how my house is. So at least I get to. At least I got a nice yard. I can go sit outside when it's nice. Right. That's what I'm doing <laughs> currently. <laughs> sitting out here, unfortunately, staring at that. Uh, staring at the ring that can't be set up. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah that, that, that's actually kind of depressing. You know, every morning you wake up, you walk upstairs, and there's just a ring sitting in the backyard. Can't do anything with it. <laughs> Jeez, that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> sucks me. I know. What am I going to do, set up, set it up and play with myself? <laughs> yeah. It came out wrong, but yeah. you know what I meant. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that <laughs> definitely came out wrong. So let's get right on to it. But Nick, we all got questions. We know our fans have questions, and they want to know about you. So, I guess let's start it off. Tell us about Nick Sicken. Tell us who the heck is Nick Sicken. Okay, well, to start that off, first of all, I know on Facebook it does say Nick Sicken, but uh, when I'm actually in the ring, the name is just Sicken. Uh, I don't use the first name. Um, 
I've loved wrestling ever since I was little. I remember, like, watching wrestling when I was little. Shawn Michaels was always my favorite. And I told my parents when I was, like, 10 years old I was going to be a pro wrestler. And they were like, yeah, you can be whatever you want to be. Just please have another job. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That's all they said. Yeah, you can you can wrestle. Just please have another job. I'm like, all right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so, I'm just a, I'm a I'm a simple person. I love I love wrestling, and I like to I like to help everybody who wants to be a pro wrestler get into the business. And you know, I I try to show them. And I learned I learned the hard way. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure Cliff will tell you. I I, I don't want to say that I baby people, but I mean, I string people along as much as I can, and uh, and walk, you know, kind of hold their hand a lot. Uh, I didn't really get that. Now I had a great, amazing trainer when I broke into the business, and I got to ride the roads with a lot of really cool people. But uh, I kind of learned the aspects of the business the hard way, and by that I mean like I learned them by myself without anybody telling me <laughs> how to do this. Um, so I try to take that and, and give it to uh, the guys like Cliff and, and the other students that are training with me that uh, that way they don't have to learn the hard way. That, that, that's that's awesome. So uh, if you like, let, tell us now who uh, who did you train with actually? Um, Ruckus, uh, CZW, uh, WSX, uh, Japan, Germany, Mexico. Um, one of the greatest dudes, like, uh, he was one of the first people that I really saw. I didn't understand what indie wrestling was when I was, like, getting into it. And my friend actually took me to an indie event, uh, and I was like, well, who's going to be there? And they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's local guys. And I'm like, what's that mean? I didn't understand. And I went there, and I was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, WWE sucks now. Like, But uh, Ruckus was one of the first dudes that I ever saw, and I immediately took to him. I was just like, this guy is crazy. Like, he can do all these types of flips and, and stuff, and that's what I was into. Because I always loved, like, the WCW Cruiserweight division and, you know, Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. So seeing a dude that was that agile, that could do a backflip into a leg drop or a cartwheel uh, 450, I, like, it was, it, I didn't understand. It was really crazy to me. And uh, I would just go up, you know, indie shows, you can go up to people's uh, gimmick tables, and I started talking to him, and I told him I wanted to become a pro wrestler and, you know, I'm like, oh, no, you're not supposed to backyard. He's a guy backyarded. So I was like, okay. And he was like, you should get a ring. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, here, you can buy a ring from this website. And me and a bunch of my friends bought a ring. And uh, he started coming up and watching our backyard shows, funny enough, and uh, told him I wanted to train. And he was like, oh, well, I don't have a place to train you, but you have a ring, so I'll just come up to your house. So paid him his money, came up, he trained me. I trained for, it's funny enough, I trained for three months. And I had my first pro wrestling match. And that was June of 2009. Wow. So what was your first re- uh, pro wrestling match? My first pro wrestling match was a six-man tag. It was for Ruckus's promotion. Uh, him and a couple other people uh, put together a wrestling promotion called RCW, Real Championship Wrestling. Uh, I was on the debut show, and I was the first match. It was me, uh, Simon Rhymes and Zach Matthews from EWA against Core, Diaz, and Jimmy Stars from uh, the Hellcats. And I ate the finish. All right. So let's dive into some more questions. 
So I guess my first question is for you. You mentioned that you have been training wrestlers. Like, how long have you been training wrestlers? So I I started training uh, probably a year, a year and a half, almost two years after I made my debut because I wanted to get some um, I wanted to get some ring time and season myself up a little bit before I felt comfortable training anybody. And the first person that I trained was uh, my best friend at the time that I actually used to backyard with. And when I trained with Ruckus, uh, he didn't have money to train at the time. So when I got in, he would always come to my shows, and we actually let him, like, ref a couple of shows. We let him uh, do commentary and do mic work and stuff like that, announcing the guys to the shows. Uh, but I, I trained him, and that was uh, Pat Anthony. Uh, he actually works for MCW now as a, a backstage commentator for MCW. But uh, he was the first person that I trained. And then after him, I, uh, I trained his friend, who was a mutual friend of ours that I actually, uh, when we were in uh, middle school, I was his, uh, I was his middle school uh, or his eighth grade buddy because he was uh, in sixth grade and I was in eighth grade. So I kind of they gave people buddy systems, and I mentored him into the, you know, eighth grade eighth grade type thing. But uh, that was uh, Rayburn. So those are the first two people that I ever trained. Nice. Nice. So I know I, I know you've kind of, like, been all over the place, up and down the East Coast. So talk to us about, like, some of your favorite places to wrestle. Um. Favorite places to wrestle are probably Pennsylvania and West Virginia. And the reason why I say that is because the rules are a lot more relaxed in Pennsylvania and in West Virginia. West Virginia actually has, like, no rules. They don't even have, like, a commission, really. So, like, nobody shows up to the shows. You don't got to get checked out by a doctor. They don't care if you throw chairs at each other. They don't care if you bleed. Uh, they're fun. If I had to if I had to say one that was, like, a little more outside of the normal um, – I always enjoy going to Ohio. Ohio is fun for me. There's a good wrestling scene down there. A lot of good dudes that I feel like haven't uh, been discovered yet are uh, coming out of Ohio. So if you if you watch like uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling, uh, they got you know Sammy Callahan and uh, the Chris brothers uh, down there. The Rascals. Uh, they're all out of Ohio. They're all from like Dayton. So like they have a really good scene down there and. Uh, it's fun. Uh, there was a place that I wrestled for down there in, like, uh, Cleveland uh, called CKCW, and uh, they, they let us do some really cool stuff down there. We got to be my partner at the time, got to tag with uh, Ty Valkyrie, who's John Morrison's wife now. Uh, that was fun. We, we wrestled a match with a bunch of dudes from Lucha Underground. So like, we just got to do some really cool stuff down there. So Ohio is fun. Uh, places, I don't, <laughs> places I don't like going, uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York. New York is fun. They have a great wrestling scene in New York, but just getting there is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I, yeah, I, I didn't know. I, the East I didn't ask. I didn't ask prior to the fact if uh, there was a, a, a explicit level on this podcast, so I apologize. No, and there's not. <laughs> all right, well, good. Then fuck that. Oh no, we say <laughs> the most explicit shit on this show all the fucking time. Good. Well, then fuck this shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I know I know I've seen you a few times, at least in uh, like ACW. So, like, talk to us about that relationship and like how long you've been like associated with that promotion. 
ACW, ACW I've been with since the day day one. Um, I wrestled for I wrestled for Ruckus' promotion, RCW, in June, and ACW had their first show in September. And I was also the first match on the uh, ACW show, and I won their uh, I won their light heavyweight title on the first show. So uh, ACW is home; it always will be. I have a great working relationship with ACW. They use a lot of the students. Um, yeah, uh, nothing like nothing will ever top ACW to me. I've gotten to do so many cool things there. Uh, I've got to work with a, a lot of good names. Um, I've learned a lot while I've been there. Um, I couldn't say anything better about the company, and I'm not just saying that because I have a lot to do with it. Uh, people are always like, oh, you just talk about it because you, you help out a lot. And I'm like, I help out a lot because I care about the company. Right on. All right, so now, Nick, I've got some questions for you. So, tell me, like, you've been wrestling for a long time, and I know part of being a wrestler on the independent scene is, well, you got to, you know, keep your body in tip-top shape. So, uh, I don't know, you know, if you're into fitness and all of that, but what do you do to keep in physical shape both in and out of the ring? I will be completely honest. I am not a gym rat. I hate going to the gym. Um, I have a home gym, so I have a treadmill, my Bowflex, free weights, uh, DDP yoga, and all that stuff. And that's honestly how I just do everything from home. Uh, okay. I don't like working out. It, wrong I don't like working out. I'll be I'll be like the first <laughs> one to come out and say I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> it's effort and uh, big thing that I've like that I have a problem with is the fact that. Uh, just nagging injuries that I have. Uh, like, I just feel like every weekend something happens and I I tweak something in my body and then it just makes it the worst pain to just work out because you're trying to, like, run on a treadmill when you have a sprained ankle or, you know, you're trying to do crunches when you tore something in your neck. Like, it, it's just, it sucks. But you have to do it and I fight through it and, you know, it is what it is. I know I'm damn near nowhere close to like the most in shape person, but um, like I tell the students, I'm, Cliff, I'm sure you've heard me say this a million times. There's there's three types of in shape. There's in shape, out of shape, and ring shape. So people, and I'll say this: you can go and find the dude at the gym who is like the most jacked up, cut dude with all the muscles and abs. But if you put him in a ring and make him run the ropes and take a couple of bumps, he'll get gassed real quick. If you don't know how to be in shape in the ring, it's completely different than just being in shape in general. Right. Okay. And uh, so when you're training your students, um, what is what would you say is your number one advice that you give them to prepare them for the world of wrestling? What's the number one advice? That's uh, have tough skin. That's the biggest okay. thing I can tell anybody. Have tough skin, because you are going to get eaten alive if if you take if you can't take criticism. People don't people don't like criticism. You tell them, oh, you did a you did a bump wrong. You know, be careful. Grab the rope this way. People get angry or not angry, but they get frustrated. When you get frustrated, you tend to mess up more. But when people mess yeah. up, then then they get discouraged. And the last thing you can do is get discouraged because got to remember, I'm teaching you how to jump up and land on a mat that's hard. It's 
metal mm-hmm. and wood and an inch of padding. I'm teaching you to do something that your body is not meant to do, but I'm teaching you how to do it the safe way so you don't get hurt. But people get frustrated and they want to put their arms down or, or whatever, and if you do that, then you're going to break your wrist or elbow or whatever, but they get frustrated. And when you get frustrated, then you mess up more. So you can't get discouraged when you're doing it. That's my biggest thing. People don't like criticism. So in order to be in the wrestling business, you have to have tough skin. If you don't have tough skin, you're not going to make it. Gotcha. And um, my final question for you is, what's your favorite match that you've been in so far? I know you've been in probably hundreds at this point, but you only had to pick one. What would be your favorite one? Um, you know, it's funny, I, it, it's stupid to say this, but I kind of, I ask myself this question a lot. I'm like, if I had to pick a match, because I know every time that somebody comes to me, they're always like, hey, what's, the, what's your favorite match, or who's the favorite person that you've ever wrestled? And it's hard for me to decide, because there's a, there's a lot of them that I really enjoy. It, it, just to pick one out is very hard. Um, I would have to say uh, three that particularly come to my mind was uh, me versus Ruckus, my trainer. Um, it was the, I think, I want to say it was the third time we ever wrestled, but it was inside of a cage. And it was the first time that I ever, which now apparently I'm known for, it was the first time I ever used Legos. So, uh, yeah, I know, Legos. <laughs> uh, that, was the, uh, that was the first time I ever did that, which is now what I'm like known for. Yeah, it's the guy that does the Lego thing. Oh, yeah, that's me. Um, that one comes to mind. Uh, Michael Zamidio, uh, one of my students, um, we ran a program at ACW for over a year to build him up. Um, and he was somebody that I wasn't sure that I really would mesh with very well in the ring because he's a very technical wrestler. He's actually a, uh amateur wrestler, uh, and he's a Florida State champion in collegiates. That's not my style, so I wasn't sure how well we were going to mesh together. And we ended up probably having the best chemistry I've ever had with anybody in the ring. And then if I had to pick a third one, it would be me and Shane Strickland, who is Isaiah Scott on NXT. Okay. Well, I have a couple questions for you. Shoot away, Um, brother. What was your biggest challenge in the wrestling industry? Getting over. <laughs> coming into the coming into the wrestling business is it's hard. Dude, it's it's extremely hard. And I'm sure you guys are from here and you've been doing enough Maryland shows. Maryland fans are hard to like impress or get along. They've seen it. And they're they're what we call smart marks. They're not just marks. They're smart marks. They think they know everything. They think they can get in the ring, and I'm not shitting on anybody who's a Maryland fan who's listening. I apologize to you guys, but this is the truth. And they think they can get in the ring and do what I do. So coming into the wrestling business and working with the caliber of talent that I was working with at the time. Now, you got to remember, when I got in, the first, the first RCW shows, we were using – all CZW guys, Shikara guys, and ROH guys. And then there was me. Nobody gave a crap about me. They just wanted to see the Briscoes. They wanted to see Adam Cole. They wanted to see Ruckus. They didn't care about me. 
they hated me. They would chant trash bag at me because I look like a trash bag wrestler, I guess. But it, it, it took me almost breaking my neck at a show for them to get behind me. So that was my most challenging thing, was just getting respect from fans in general was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Wow. Um, what was the worst bump you've taken? You said that you've almost <clears throat> broken your neck. So, Yeah. Um, I was I was wrestling this guy named uh, Alex Payne, who was a uh, – actually, it was me, Alex Payne, and uh, TJ Sykes. Um, we were in a three-way match at RCW at the Dewburns Arena down in Baltimore. Um, uh, Alex Payne was a, a uh, ROH student, and uh, he went to do this spot where I was on the apron, and he was going to pick me up for a suplex from the apron, and he wanted to drop me on the ropes and gut me. And when he did, he let go of me when I was upside down, didn't push me on the ropes, and I fell straight down, and I, I scorpioned. And I, I remember hitting the mat, and I remember the first thing doing is moving my head. You can see me in the video. I move my fingers, and I move my feet. And the referee, who is now not trying to drop names, he's actually the, uh, one of the head referees in WWE right now, Derek. Um, he, he comes over, and he grabs me by the hand. And he goes, are you good? I think you might be dead. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Just get me out of the ring. And he rolled me out of the ring, and then I remember I was laying on the apron, the dude, I don't know if he didn't realize what he did, but he runs up and he baseball sized me as hard as he can. And I slid off the apron and just landed on the concrete. And I just remember laying there, and I looked up at the commentary table, which Derek Frazier and uh, Greg Excellence were sitting at, and Derek just puts his thumb up, and then he puts his thumb down. And I just, you just see me in the video, and I pick my thumb and put it up, and he sits back down. <laughs> but I'll never forget that. Uh, the video actually, the video actually made Botchamania. What? Oh, oh my! Yeah. Oh wow! Wow! And there's comments on it going, "Did this dude survive? Is he still alive?" And I comment on, "I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> I, I still live." Yeah, that was a that was by far the scariest. I don't know. I, 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 see, the thing is, is like it, it didn't actually hurt. I don't know how. Maybe my adrenaline was going. It didn't actually hurt, so I wouldn't say that was the the worst bump that I ever took, like the most painful one. But that was definitely by far the most scary one I ever took. Painful one. Uh, painful one would probably have been um, ruckus in the cage. Uh, there was a spot where I'd. Uh, I had put the Legos down, and I was uh, I crawl. Uh, the, the referee was supposed to move the Legos out of the way after we did the Lego spot, and I crawled to the top of the cage like I was gonna jump on him. And uh, Ruckus got up on the top rope, and he he flared me off the top of the cage. That was supposed to be like the finish of the match or whatever. And the referee didn't move the Legos, and Ruckus goes, "Bro, he didn't move the Legos. What do you want me to do?" And I was like, "Just throw me. I'm already here." And taking a 10 to 15 foot bump off the top onto Mega Block was not. Oh, uh, I felt I felt that. Oh, one thing, uh, just a quick side story, if you don't mind. Um, I remember, like I said, that was the first time I used Legos, and I got out of the cage and I had put the Legos in a in like a, a bag or whatever underneath of the ring, and I grabbed the Legos and I picked them up and I held them up. 
and some dude goes in the crowd, and the crowd goes, Legos, what a pussy. And I was like, have you ever stepped on a fucking Lego before? And somebody next to him goes, dude, that shit sucks. That's just a funny side story that I have. All right, I'm going to follow you up with this last question. So I've heard that you've wrestled New Jack, and we all know New Jack <laughs> is one badass motherfucker. So, yeah. <laughs> so how yeah. was that experience, wrestling New Jack? You want the short version or you want, like, the version that I normally tell everybody? It's your podcast. Uh, I don't want to take too long. Uh, you can give us the long version. It don't matter to me. All right. So this is how this happened. This promoter that I've wrestled for before messages me and goes, hey, are your tag team, you and your tag team partner available for this date? Now, mind you, I have like three tag team partners because we're a group. And I was like, yeah, one of them will be available. <laughs> so I said yes. He messages me back the next day and goes, cool, you're wrestling me and New Jack. And I was like, well, if you would have fucking led with that, I probably would have said no. Um, we get to the show. Uh, I have one of my other students with me or two of my other students with me, and I'm talking to Ruckus, uh, and I called him, I was like, dude, I'm wrestling New Jack. And he's like, why'd you do that? He's like, you shouldn't do that. And he's like, I've wrestled New Jack. It's not a good idea. And I'm like, well, it's too late. I'm at the show. He goes, just go home. I'm like, nah, man. I'm like, I'm not, not going to be that guy. And he's like, he's like, words that I can tell you, or things that I can tell you to do. He's like, whatever he says, say yes. He's like, if he tries to cut you, stab it. I was like, what? He was like, stab him. He was like, punch him in the face and get the fuck out of there. I was like, all right. He goes, best suggestion, you got other people with you? And I was like, yeah. He goes, change your clothes, take your gear bag, and put it in the crowd with you. I was like, okay. He's like, if anything goes wrong, he's like, get out of the ring, grab your gear bag, and get in the car. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're not making this any better. <laughs> um, so... Get to the show. New Jack's not there. The promoter's not there. I also at this time didn't realize the promoter was trained by New Jack. Did not make anything better. <laughs> um, my partner and I walk in. We get in the locker room, and there's a guitar leaned up against the wall. My partner goes, "I guess this is for us." And I was like, "Yeah, New Jack's finished." <laughs> and he goes, "This guitar isn't gimmick." And by gimmick, I mean normally for when you do a guitar shot. You take a razor blade and you cut slits in the back of the guitar, like four lines in the back of the guitar, like an inch apart, and it makes the guitar break easier. That way you don't get hurt. He goes, this isn't gimmick. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you think they're going to do it? Nope. He's like, should we? I was like, no. He goes, you're taking this. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Finally, the show starts. Promoter's not there. New Jack's not there. I'm like, dude, we're in the clear. <laughs> like, We don't have to wrestle tonight. Screw this. We're just going to go get some Philly cheesesteaks. We were in Philly. I'm standing outside. I'm smoking cigarettes, talking to my students. New Jack and the promoter roll up, and I'm like, "Fuck!" They rolled, they rolled down the windows, and that shit was like Cheech and Chong. Weed smoke everywhere, and I'm like, "Oh great, he's gonna be fucked up too." Uh, go inside, sit down. New Jack walks in, doesn't say shit to us. Now Cliff knows. You walk into a locker room, you shake everybody's hands and introduce yourself. He doesn't say shit to anybody. Walks over. Sits down next to two cold Scorpio. Now, me and Scorpio are pretty cool. Like, I like Scorpio. Uh, Scorpio goes, yo, Jack, who are you wrestling tonight? And he turns around, he points at me and my partner. He goes, them. Scorpio looks at us, he goes, oh, you're going to fuck them white kids up, aren't you? 
And I was like, God damn it. New Jack calls us over, and he goes, and I'll never forget this. He goes, guitar shop's the finish. Like, all right. He goes, who's taking it? My partner goes, well, I can't take it. I, you know, I don't want to get, you know, concussion. I, I, he worked for construction at the time. He's like, yeah, I can't do it. New Jack just looked at me. I said, I got you. And then he goes, somebody needs to shed color. Who's shedding color? My partner goes, I can't do it because of my job. He looked at me. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll bleed. It's fine. Uh, he goes, got something to gig with? And I'm like, no. He goes, I do. Pulls out a razor blade and hands it to me. I'm like, all right. And he goes, you guys get in the ring, get your heat. He's going to come out, beat him up. As soon as my theme music hits, I'm coming for you. And I was like, all right. He's like, I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to hit you with something. I knew that did not mean a move. He gets in the ring. Yeah, I knew. I was like, he doesn't do moves. That's not a thing. He took and broke a metal crutch over my back so hard that that shit flew in the fucking, like, third row. Grabs another crutch, breaks it over my back. Now, he tells me in the back, he goes, when I pull out the fork, and I'm like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. He goes, that's when you bleed. I'm like, all right. So I have I have a little, you know, actually, uh, uh, somebody that was sitting next to me was like, don't use that blade that New Jack gave you. I was like, I didn't intend on it. He's like, here. And he gave me a scalpel. His wife works as a nurse, and he had a little medical scalpel. Now, I don't know if you know what a scalpel is, but that shit is sharp as shit. So I took the scalpel, and I wrapped it up, and I put it in my pocket. I get it out, and New Jack looks at me and goes, time to bleed. I'm like, yep. Pulls out the fork, and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to fucking kill me. Doesn't touch me at all with the fork. I roll over. I start blading. I roll over. I look at him. Now, I don't want anybody to take this out of context that is listening to the show or that is on this show. But New Jack looks at me, and he goes, you good. You can stop. Because apparently I was bleeding everywhere. I took the scaffold and I threw it under the ring so he couldn't get to it. Then he pulls out a staple gun. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know he had that. He starts shooting staples into the crowd. And I'm like, oh my god. He grabs me. I just close my eyes. I hear the staple gun go off. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. Whatever. He throws me out of the ring. We start walking. We call it walk and talk. He's just punching me, telling me what to do through the crowd. People are moving because I'm bleeding everywhere. And he goes, as soon as my music loops around, back in the ring, guitar. I'm like, okay. Now, mind you, I don't know any of these other weapons that these people have sitting around. By the time we looped around, there was a 50-inch flat-screen television sitting in the corner. My partner gets thrown into it, shatters the TV screen. New Jack goes, it's time. He hits you with the guitar. My partner took a fireball from the other guy. And when I say a fireball, they use flash paper. You're supposed to use, like, one flash paper. This dude used, like, the whole roll. So I have a guitar wrapped around my head, and I can feel the flames. I thought they hit me with a fireball by accident. You go back and watch the video, it looks like an explosion in the ring. It's, like, the craziest thing I've ever seen. My partner burned all of his, all of his facial hair off on one side of his face. His hair was singed. His arm was singed. It was, it was not fun. We get in the back, match is over, I'm cleaning my head off, and New Jack walks in, walks right past my partner, comes up to me and goes, you good, kid? And I was like, yeah, man, that was a cakewalk. And he just dabbed me and walked away.
And that was my New Jack experience. Um, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the Three Count Podcast. Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, sorry uh, for sorry for dropping <laughs> sorry for dropping the Edward, but it was part of the story. It's 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 fine. You get a pass. That's why I said <laughs> that's why I gave the I don't want anybody to get offended because I'm not using it in a bad term, but that's literally what he said to me, and it confused me and scared me. <laughs> but yeah, um, absolutely by far one of the most intimidating people I've ever met in my entire life. Wow. All I got to say is, wow. Yeah, that wraps up all my questions. And, uh, wow. I mean, that's insane. Uh, you survived New Jack. You are... Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's one part of the story that I didn't tell. Um, oh. I told you he, he hit me with the staple gun. Yeah. What I didn't tell you is, if you look at New Jack when he wrestles, he actually... Most people use uh, wrist tape. New Jack actually uses electrical tape. He... When I got in the back and I went to talk to him, I realized that there was a staple stuck in his wrist tape. And I called Ruckus. I told him I lived. And I was like, I did it. He was like, did he hit you with the fork? And I was like, nope. And he was like, cool. Did he hit you with a staple gun? I was like, no, it was in his wrist tape. He goes, oh, he liked you. And I was like, what's that mean? He goes, he didn't staple you. He stapled himself but made it look like he stapled you. I was like, yeah. He goes, but he liked you. He respected you. Since he's like, he only stables people that he don't like. I was like, oh. <laughs> wow. So that, was, so that was something that I learned. But apparently it was because I didn't say no to him at any of this point. And now, actually, if you go on my Facebook and you look at some of my posts, uh, New Jack actually likes and follows my posts on Facebook. That's, that's awesome, man. It also kind of scary, but... Wow, you oh. survived New Jack. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I, I, sur- I survived. Uh, I survived 2019 or 2018 New Jack. I don't want to meet 1999 New Jack. Oh hell no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I gotta come <laughs> on that part. No. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, nah, I'm good on that one. <laughs> Peace out. Well, we got to ask you this question. We asked uh, Big Trouble Ben Bishop this the last time on uh, the Three Count Present Now Into the Ring. So we got to ask, who is your Mount Rushmore of uh, wrestling commentators? Any era, any decade, your five uh, commentators. Top five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I have to go top five, I'm going to tell you right now, hands down, the best commentator of all time is Joey Stott. Joey Styles is the best commentator. That dude commentated matches and played color commentary and, you know, did all the commentary by himself for years. Joey Styles is hands down the best. Um, you got to go with the classics. I love JR. At, at, not now. I mean, like 1998, JR and King were, like, the best. Um, Tony Schiavone is really good. Um, he can be at times. Uh, other than that, was that four or three? Three. Three. Um, hmm. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly, when he was doing R- uh, ROH, was uh, really good. And um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Don Callis, the Jackal. I, I actually oh, yeah. really enjoy him. 
And the reason why I enjoy him is because he actually has – he's a wrestler, so he has really good insight into wrestling. Uh, if I'm just throwing out a couple of other names um, that are actually, like, wrestlers that did commentary, Nigel McGuinness is really good. And uh, when uh, ROH was using him as a commentator, um, uh, Steve Carino. Carino was very good on commentary. But, yeah, hands down, like, you, you have to have Joey Styles, uh, J.R. King, uh, Don Callis, and I would probably say Tony Schiavone. That's not a, that's not a bad list. That is not a bad list at all. So before we end this, I gotta get, I got some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Shoot. Yes, sir. So we're gonna put our imaginary thirty second timer on the clock, and first thing that comes to your head. Okay. You ready? And yep. Here we go. Favorite movie. Uh, Tombstones. Rock or Austin? Austin. Describe yourself in one word. Fantastic. I don't know. <laughs> Favorite song at the moment? Uh, uh, shit. Uh, Day of the Dead by Hollywood Undead by Steve Uh Batman or Superman? Batman. Last time you laughed. Last time you laughed out loud uncontrollably. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> Nike or Adidas? Not a shoe guy, but I'm going to have to go with Adidas. That's what I'm wearing. SmackDown or Raw? Raw. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite curse word? Fuck. Yeah, and there we go. <laughs> I was hoping you would say fuck. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm just telling you. Ask Cliff. <laughs> he, he knows. I say it way more than I should. That's like I tell everybody. It's like I tell everybody. I'm like, it's just a word. <laughs> Get over. It. I do. It was funny because I think um, it was uh, one of the training sessions I was at. You had literally said "fuck" like three times in like two seconds, and I was like, "Whoa, yep. that's a lot of fucks." Yeah. I when I I'll be honest. When I get passionate about something, or I'm upset, or mad, or just like. When I get passionate and I get into something, I I use that as like a transitional word. <laughs> I don't know why it just happens. It's a transitional word. Like the word "fuck" to me is like the or and. It just happens. <laughs> oh man. Well, Nick, I just want to say thank you again for being on the show. Uh, it's been a blast having you on. Yeah, dude. Like, honest to God, I've done I've done a lot of these over the years, and this has probably been one of my my favorite ones. Oh, like, thank you. We appreciate that. No, it's it's just been fun because you guys you guys are doing a podcast, but you're doing it you're doing it in a different way. Like, it, it's not like a it's not a sit down generic one where it's just blah 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 blah. Like, you guys you guys have a formula to your podcast, and that's something that a lot of people don't have. So, what you're doing is it, it's more unique. And it's the fact that there's not just one of you. There's more than one. You guys have the rapid-fire questions. It's very unique, and it's something that nobody's doing. So you guys keep going with this. Get some get some more people on there. Keep pushing it. I'll push it on my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter. And the more that you guys do this and, and uh, just come up with some cool questions. Like you guys are asking really good questions. A lot of the ones that I get, like when I do these podcasts, are – it's very generic. Like they just ask me like very generic questions. You guys are asking stuff that's outside of the box, which is not something that a lot of people do. So you guys got something different going on with your podcast. 
like I said, I've done a lot of these, and this one's been fun because I'm not going to lie. I was going into it going, eh, it's just another podcast. And then you guys you guys threw me a curveball, and the curveball was it was fun. It was unique, and I liked it. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you so much. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. Definitely, definitely do. Yeah, and if you guys uh, – I'll tell you now, I'll tell them from everybody who's listening to the podcast. If you guys ever want any people on your podcast, Cliff, Chase, hit me up. I, I can I can get you some fun people on here. I can get Ruckus on here for you. If you guys want to do some, I, I can probably get you James Ellsworth or anybody that you guys want. I can help you out, get to get some cool people on there, you know, give you some more views and uh, help push this podcast because, like I said, you guys are doing something very unique and it's uh it's really good. I would uh I would bring this on the road and maybe start doing like a live version of it. Like start coming out to the shows, come out to ACW or C3W and. And and sit down with some of the guys on the show. Like we can we can help uh, push that too. If you guys want to do something like that, oh definitely, most definitely, most definitely. But thank you, seriously, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. Um, this took a break out of my day and, and and something fun. And you know, haven't been able to do haven't been able to do anything wrestling oriented. So being able to do this was uh it, it was a nice break away from uh this quarantine shit that we're going through. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, like I said, you guys are doing something very unique. Got something different going on, and I would definitely keep pushing what you're doing. Thank you so very uh, much. I was gonna say one day we'll get you, we'll get you uh, on a Skype call, and then you can see what the real roundabout talks go. Because well, I've, I've seen are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen the stuff you posted, and, and you showed me some. So. I, I would I would definitely like to do that. I guess I can just download Skype on my phone and we can we can uh, do that. Or you know what? Honest to God, if you guys ever want to come up and uh, you guys want to come up and do something uh, when we're when we're doing a training session when we get back to normal, if you guys want to come up and do something like that and maybe uh, interview some of the newer students and stuff like that, and or or do something with Cliff like while Cliff's training since he's uh, part of the podcast and and kind of let him give an insight into how this actually works might be something cool for you guys too and you guys are definitely more than welcome. Definitely definitely definitely. So ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans here with Cliff Red Dog Miller, Chris Isle, JJ, and Nick Sicken, also known as Sicken. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to us on all your uh, podcasting platforms, Apple Music, may not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere else the fuck you listen to us at. Man, I was we hope to, like to see y'all next time on the three count. Bye-bye. Oh, man, thanks again, bro, for uh, being on here. Yeah, dude, absolutely.